you are the great I am. Samuel chapter 16. 1 Samuel chapter 16. Uh, amen. Praise the Lord. Let's see now. Verses number 11 through verses 13. 11 through 13. And sent, well, let's start at 10. Thus Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen these. And Samuel said to Jesse, are all the young men here? Then he said, there remains yet the youngest, and there he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, send and bring him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. So he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy with bright eyes and good looking. And the Lord said, arise, anoint him. For this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So David arose and went to Ramah. Amen. Uh, one translation says, and I'm going to read the translation I use for. Uh, our topic today, and from that day, the Spirit of the Lord came upon David in power. I want to I use for a thought, you have been anointed to fight. You have been anointed to fight. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you have been anointed to fight. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, we're dealing with spiritual warfare now. We're dealing with spiritual warfare. I don't want you going out fighting nobody at home. So I've been anointed. You go home to your wife and start beating us. I've been anointed to beat you. No, no, no. A woman to your husband. I've been anointed to beat you, so I'm going to beat you today. No, we're dealing with spiritual warfare. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it will not return to you void but it will accomplish all that you desire and you will prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. So thank you for sending your word to us today. Thank you, Lord, for what your word will accomplish in our lives. Uh, send the fresh anointing of your spirit now. We might minister under your anointing. And through your anointing, yokes will be destroyed, burdens removed. This is a warfare that we're in, but you've anointed us to fight. Thank you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. You've been anointed to fight. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Some of you may remember several years ago, actually it was in 2013, 
uh, the Lord gave me a message that was entitled, Waking Up the King Inside of You. Amen. In that message, the focus was on the presence and the power of the Lord that resides in each one of us believers that sometimes we've allowed to lie dormant. Jesus was sleeping in the boat uh, while his disciples were trying to cross to the other side, and a storm arose, and they were fearful, and they woke Jesus up and said, Master, don't you care? And we're perishing. And the Lord gave me that message that we should wake up the king that's inside of us. Amen. Uh, but this week in my studies, and I was reminded of that message, but, but in, in my studies and meditation this week, I was led to something else about the king, about the anointing that the king has for the fight that he is in against a diabolical enemy, this diabolical enemy that, 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 is, that uh, has set out to belittle us, to disenfranchise us, to, to, to defeat us and to destroy us. The Lord showed me some things as I was studying the kings of the Old Testament. Amen. Now, now remember we said on last Sunday that the battles don't belong to the Lord, don't belong to us. They belong to the Lord. Amen. Our position in the fight is the good fight of faith. Amen. Yet there is something else that the Lord will have us know that, that we should embrace that each one of us, some of us have, some of us have not, uh, you know, but we, we need to embrace this. If we, if we call ourselves Christians, uh, we need to embrace, we need to embrace this, amen. Uh, those of us who are saved, those of us that he's filled with his spirit, amen, amen. We need to, we need to embrace this even as we fight this good fight of faith, amen. That thing is that we've been anointed to fight. Amen. We have been anointed for this fight that we're engaged in. We've been anointed for this warfare. Amen. You may not believe it, but I'm telling you, you've been anointed for this warfare. Amen. Tap yourself on the chest and say, I've been anointed for this warfare. I don't care what the devil brings your way, you've been anointed to fight. Amen. I don't care what's coming up against you. You've been anointed to fight. Are you listening? Amen. And I don't care what you're going through. You've been anointed for it. Don't, don't sit back and say, God, why me? Say, no, nah, I've been anointed to fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's critical that we, that we hear this, this message. Uh, um, uh, and, and I've said to you over and over again that, that we're not here at the mercy of Satan. Amen. We have to know that. We're not just barely getting along Christians. No, we're not. We don't have to beg God for his help, amen, and for his assistance in the battles of life. Not only is God with us, amen, uh, but when he saved us, he filled us with his spirit, and he anointed us with power, with wisdom, with skill, with ability, with insight, with foresight, and any other resources that we need in this life to live victoriously. Are you listening? Now, God knows that we are in a fight. Amen? Jesus made that very plain to his disciples. 
he said in Matthew chapter 10 several things. Uh, he said, behold, I send you out as sheep among wolves. He said, men will deliver you up to councils and will horsewhip you. Amen. Scourge means to horsewhip you. Amen. He said that brother would deliver brother to death and father his child and, and children would rise up against their parents. He said that you would be hated of all men for my name's sake. Amen. Amen. He said that, you, that we would be persecuted. Ah, hallelujah. He said that, that in the world we would have tribulation, that trouble would come in our lives. It's all in the scriptures. Amen. So yes, God knows that we're in a fight, but he has not left us to our own resources. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. God has resourced us for our part in this fight. Glory to God. Listen to these words of Jesus. Jesus says in John, uh, I believe this is chapter 14, Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless. Amen. Now, when we read that in the King James, that's what it says. But it actually means, I will not leave you helpless. I will not leave you helpless. Speaking to his disciples, he's about to leave them. Amen. But he says, I won't leave you helpless. Amen. Speaking to us, he says, I have not left you helpless. When I read some of the accounts in the Old Testament, and they would say, help, Lord. Amen. They said, God, we, we are helpless against this mighty army unless you help us. And I hear the Lord saying to us today, I have not left you helpless. I left you helpless. Amen. In, in chapter 17 and 18, Jesus speaks of the spirit of truth who would dwell with us and in us. Amen. He said he'll be with you and he shall be in you. The spirit of truth is the spirit of God, is the spirit of Christ. He is the Holy Spirit. Amen. If I said it, I apologize. He is, amen, the Spirit of God. He is the Spirit of Christ. He is the Holy Spirit. He is our helper. Amen. In all things in life, and especially in the fights of life. He's our helper. He's our helper. He said, I didn't leave you helpless. I didn't leave you helpless. Amen. I didn't leave you helpless. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 21 and 22. The Word of God says, Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. He has anointed us. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 10, verses 37 and 38. He says, you know what, what has happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism of John, that John preached how God anointed Jesus uh, with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. God has anointed us. The same God who anointed Jesus. So the anointing that was upon Jesus is the anointing that's upon you and me. Are you hearing the Lord today? Don't hear me. Hear the Lord. This message is from the Lord. Amen. 
Amen. You and I have been anointed with the very same spirit who anointed Jesus of Nazareth as he walked the face of the earth. Amen. 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 He anointed Christ for what purpose? The Bible says to do good and to heal all manner, uh, or to heal all those who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Well, what is the good that you and I should be doing? Well, the anointing that was upon Jesus is the anointing that's upon us. Jesus said his spirit has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. You've been anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. Listen, there are too many believers who come to church on Sunday and the word of God doesn't crack your lips during the week. You don't preach to your children. You don't tell your children right from wrong. You don't tell them what thus saith the Lord. But you've been anointed. This is a fight that you're in. The devil is coming at your children and you are keeping silent. You know, I don't know how this fits in, but, but I was just meditating on, on this this morning. And, and, and this is a part of the fight. Because we have, be, we have become so influenced by the world. You know, let me give you one good example of how the church has been influenced by the world. You know, the young people were talking yesterday about, uh, how, how do you all say that? Make me great? What? Let me be great. Let me be great. Okay. Which focuses in on me. Regardless of what you're doing, now, now is my time to shine. What speaks to the individualism that is in American society. So let me show you how this has infiltrated the church. So we grew up in church where the choir had uniforms because they were a unit. The ushers had uniforms because they were a unit. They were one. The ministers had uniforms because they were a unit. They were one. The deacons had uniforms because they were a unit. They were one. The image that we put forth. Society has said, come on, we don't need to do that anymore. Everybody is an individual. So let's just do away with tradition. I told you once before that I read this, 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 this I was reading one day, and, and these two men were walking in the field, and, 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 and they, they came upon, uh, I think it was upon this gate, and, and they were, they, 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 one of them wanted to move it, and he said, no, 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 don't move it until you know what it's there for. And sometimes we've moved things without understanding what it is there for. So, so because we now want to be individual, then we, everybody wants to dress the way they want to dress and we don't want to be a unit anymore. You say, well, Pastor, no, that's not the way it is. We just don't want to spend the money to buy the uniform. The devil is a lie. Amen. We're individual. We think individual. Amen. We live individual. Folk used to be able to just come by your house and knock on the door. Now, don't come by my house until you call me first. Mm. This is my life. I live my life the way I want to live my life. You don't have anything to say to me about how I live my life. 
because it is mine. But what we've done is we've yielded our position in the battle to the devil. And he's still in killing and destroying. So while we're individuals, nobody has the right to correct our children. The teacher doesn't even have the right to correct our children. Because our children are right. Our children don't do wrong. The devil is a lie. The Bible says foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. Amen. And the rod of correction will drive it out. Every one of us who are children know that we lied. Know that we did things we had no business doing. Know we came home and lied to mama and daddy. And because we said, no, 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 I'm not getting the whipping today. What makes you think your children any better than you? Lord have mercy. So now we shut our mouths and we won't preach the gospel to our own children. Hmm. Well, I have a lot to say about that, but I'd empty the church this morning. You won't come back for the, for the, for the next five years. I'll just shut my mouth about that one because y'all will be totally offended. Some of you all would. Some of y'all be saying, preach pastor, but that's okay. It's not about me. You remember last Sunday we talked about the king who did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. And we've got to come back to doing what's right in the eyes of the Lord. Stop being so individualistic. You are part of the body of Christ. Every believer has a right to chastise you, to confront you, amen, about your sinful ways. We ought to get back to everybody has a right to correct my child. Ooh, I know y'all don't like that. <laughs> Some of y'all, that's okay. What was that? <laughs> We've been anointed. We've got, to, we've got to understand that we've been anointed. The doing good that Jesus did, amen? Preaching the gospel to the poor, healing the sick, amen? Uh, winning the loss, fighting the fight of faith, and winning the fight. And Jesus made it clear that no one can go into the strong man's house and spoil his goods unless he first of all binds the strong man. Mark chapter 3, verse 27. Jesus is talking about the fight that you and I are in. And he wants us to know that we've been anointed for this fight. Oh, yeah, you've been anointed to bind a strong man. You've been anointed to bind the strong man. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you don't bind him up, then he's going to get you. He's going to whip you up one side and down another. He's going to defeat you. He's going to steal all your goods and your children too. Jesus is talking about the fight. Amen. The Bible says you have an unction from the Holy One. You're not looking for an unction. You have an unction. You have the anointing. You're not looking for the anointing. You have the anointing. You've been anointed for this fight. 
And it's vital that you understand this. It's critical that you know this. If you don't know it, when the devil comes up against you, or when you're supposed to be going up against the devil, amen, because in, in battle, you don't wait till the enemy comes your way. You know he's the enemy. You got to go at him. Mm. Oh, my goodness. You know the devil is the enemy. You see him coming. You see him coming at your children. Sometimes you see him coming through your spouse. You know, you see him coming. You know, you, you, you see things not going right. You don't wait till he gets there, amen, to start fighting him. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. You've been anointed. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Help us today, God. Help us today. Hallelujah. If you don't know that you have been anointed for this, when the devil comes up against you, you will not rise to the occasion. And if you don't rise to the occasion, the devil will defeat you. So this week, this week, the Lord began to show me some things about these kings in the Old Testament. Amen. Who were anointed to lead, yes. They were anointed to rule and reign, yes. But they were also anointed to fight. They were anointed to fight. Amen. Kings of the Old Testament were anointed to fight. Now, they were anointed. How much more you and me? Hallelujah. Now, listen to this. And, and, and listen to what we read in 1 Samuel. Uh, so, so, so he, he sent, he sent uh, Elijah to anoint the king, Elijah to anoint the king, I mean Samuel, to anoint the king of Israel, God's chosen king, amen, who would, who would succeed Saul. Remember, Saul is the one that's chosen by the people, amen. They were the ones who, who asked for a king. And God said, you know, am I not your king? But they wanted a king like, like the other nations. Somebody said, like the other nations. Be very careful when you want to be like other people. Every one of us who loves the Lord, we want to be like the Lord. And I've never wanted to be like another preacher. That's why, you know, if you listen to my preaching, you don't hear me sounding like nobody else. I don't sound like T.D. Jakes. I don't sound like Jasper Williams. I don't sound like some of those preachers you, don't, you never heard about. Oh, I don't even sound like my pastor that I grew up under. Because I didn't go to my room like I saw some of my seminary friends doing. Amen. They would go in the bathroom every Sunday and they'd be in front of the mirror practicing their preaching. Glory to God. Amen. Maybe that was good. Amen. I'm not condemning them. But I don't want to be like another preacher. I want God to use me with the, with the unique anointing that he's given me. It's dangerous when you want to be like somebody else. So much so that you begin to dress like him and you begin to act. Like you don't hear me going around here saying, hey, Doc, how you doing? Oh, Doc, that's right. You, you, you don't hear me doing that. A whole lot of things you don't hear me saying because I don't want to be like other people. Amen. And some, sometimes we've been so churchized that we want to be like other people. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So, 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 so Samuel took the horn of oil, the Bible says, and he anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came upon David in power. From that day on, the spirit of the Lord came upon David in power. All right. Now, after 
to this anointing, we, we know that David is a shepherd, okay? He continues being a shepherd, but the focus is not on him being a shepherd and tending sheep. From that day on, we see David as a warrior, all right? We see him fighting the evil spirit that's in Saul through playing the heart. Amen. That was warfare. David was warring on Saul's behalf. Some of you all need to be warring on other people's behalf. You see that they got an evil spirit in them. Don't leave them to the, themselves. Discern that evil spirit and go to God in prayer for them. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of folk got a contrary spirit and an evil spirit. And you got to pray that thing. You got to pray that thing off of them for them. They don't know what they're going through yet. You got you to intercede for them. But, but not only did, did, do we see David warred in that position, but we see David warring, amen, against the Philistines and against Goliath. Amen. When you read the account of David and his mighty men, we see David as a warrior because he had been anointed for the fight. Before he ascends to the throne, he fights and he wins. And after he ascends to the throne, he fights and he wins. Hallelujah. All of the kings of the Old Testament not only were anointed to be king, but they were anointed to fight. Hallelujah. Again, the Lord Jesus Christ wants us to know that as kings and priests in the earth realm today, hallelujah, we have been anointed to fight. Hmm. We're anointed for this battle against evil. We're anointed for this battle against sickness and disease. We are anointed against a battle against temptation. We are anointed against a battle against evil in whatever form it comes at us. Amen. We have been anointed to fight. So let's look at these kings and let's see uh, what, what, what we can learn from them that will help us uh, access the anointing of God in the battles of our lives and come out victorious. Because it's one thing to know that I've been anointed, but it's another thing to access the anointing. Amen. And operate under that anointing. First of all, amen, it's important to note that David and those of his bloodline were the chosen ones of God. David and those of his bloodline were the chosen ones of God. Now, now with, with the kings, because there were some in David's bloodline who did evil, all right, in the sight of God. And one might argue the point, that, uh, with, argue that point that they were anointed by God. But God even put evil folk in place to accomplish his purpose. You got, you got to understand that. You got, to, you got to understand this, how God used evil people to bring punishment upon his children and bring them back in line, amen, with his will and with his way. But they were the chosen ones of God, amen? Uh, uh, so if I'm going to access God's anointing that is upon me, that is upon my life, I must know that I am a king chosen and anointed by God. I must know that I am a king. I am not just a disciple of the Lord. I'm a king. I'm not just a church member. Are y'all following me? I am a king. Amen. Amen. I'll show you in a minute what the Bible says. Amen. 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 I must know that I'm, that I'm a king, that I have been chosen and anointed by God. 
Hallelujah. David knew that he was chosen, and David knew that he was anointed to be king. It was done in front of his brethren. His, when, when Samuel went to the house to anoint a king of Israel, Jesse brought all seven of his other sons before David first, before Samuel first. Samuel said, God says, it's not them. Is there not another one? Don't you have another son? Yeah, but he's out there tending the sheep. Samuel says, I'm not going anywhere. Bring him. I cannot leave until you bring him. And when he comes, God says, this is the one. And in the presence of his brothers, God, Samuel anoints David king. And the Bible says that the spirit of the Lord came upon David in power from that day forward. The spirit of the Lord, when you receive Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, the spirit of the Lord came upon you in power from that day forward. He didn't come upon you in weakness because he's not weak. He didn't come upon you in fear because he's not fearful. Are you hearing me? He's not, he didn't come upon you in any inadequate way because he's not inadequate. The spirit of the Lord has come upon you in power from that day forward that you receive Jesus as your Savior and your Lord. Amen. I know some churches teach that you get saved and then you got to go back and seek to be filled with the Holy Ghost. We don't teach that because that's not Bible. Amen. There's no way for you to be saved without the work of the Holy Ghost. There's no way for you to be a part of the body of Christ without the Holy Spirit coming in you and making you God's own. Now, after you get saved and after you have been incorporated into the body of Christ by the Holy Spirit, you need to be filled. So the Bible says be being filled. Amen? So constantly, as you're growing in the Lord, as you're learning more of the Lord, amen, as you're yielding yourself more to the Lord, there is a greater anointing that's coming upon your life. Amen? And as you, as you use your strength, amen, and your strength is sapped, you go back and you get filled again. Amen? But the same Spirit fills you. He's not a spirit of weakness. He's a spirit of power. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? He's not the spirit of foolishness. He's the spirit of wisdom. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? From the day you received Jesus, Savior and Lord, and you've got to know this. Yes. Amen. Too many of us need to be reaffirmed over and over and over again because we come to the church and we don't pay attention. Or we leave the quote-unquote sanctuary and we never pick up our Bibles. Many of us, our associates are not other believers who are rooted and grounded in the Word of God. So therefore, our conversations don't even become the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when my conversation does not become the gospel of Jesus Christ, then that conversation is zapping my strength. But when I'm conversing with you in the word of God, the word that is spirit and that is life is strengthening me. Are you listening to me? Oh, Lord, have mercy. So David knew, David knew that he was chosen 
and anointed to be king. He knew that God chose, that he was God's chosen one, and that he was anointed with power for the task. There are some things that I can't be guessing about. I must know them. Amen. I might guess whether you're faithful and a faithful member of Tabernacle of Praise. I might guess. There's something I can't guess about. I got to know that I'm chosen. Because whether you're faithful or not, I've got to stand. Amen. My standing is not dependent on your faithfulness. I might guess whether you can cook collard greens or not, but that has nothing to do with my salvation. I've got to know that I'm chosen of God. So whether you cook collard greens good or not has nothing to do with me. Are you understand? There are some things that I cannot guess about. There are some things that you cannot guess about. One of those things is you can't guess whether you are chosen or whether you are anointed. You've got to know that you've been chosen and that you are anointed by God if you're going to stand in your position and win the fight. So how do I know? How do I know? How do I know? I'm not standing up, looking up in the sky and saying, God, give me a revelation. God says, I gave you my word. God says, I gave you my word. So did I need to go to his word? So I go to to his word, I find out some things. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. 1 Peter 2 and 9. But you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation, a peculiar people that he might show forth the praises of him who's called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Revelation chapter 1, verses 4 to to 6. Grace to you and peace, amen, from the Lord Jesus Christ who loved us and washed us from our sins, amen, in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. I'm chosen. You're chosen by God, the Father, and you're made his kings and his priests. Actually chosen from the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. Because he chose us, he anointed us. Hallelujah. He anointed us to rule. He anointed us to reign. He anointed us to lead. He anointed us to fight. Amen. Amen. He anointed us to fight. So y'all know this, right? Thank you. Because we're sitting in here like, Pastor, you either hurry up and preach or I'm going to go to sleep on you. I'm going to take my time and preach. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. If you know it's the truth, you ought to say amen. amen. Praise the name of Jesus. If you know this, then fight. Glory to God. When trouble comes, fight. When evil comes, fight. When they lie on you, fight. Amen. If you know it. I see too many Christians giving up. 
Mm. I see too many Christians succumbing to the temptations of the devil. Second thing, and I'm almost done. I really am. Second thing that the Lord showed me, as we study the kings, and all you got to do is go and do a study of the kings. Amen. You think I preach long. If I would preach about every one of these kings... And I can do it, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel my anointing today, glory to God. Amen. I, I downloaded the document, glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All I got to do is print it off. And I'll preach about every one of those kings. Amen. But I won't do that today because you can't bear it. You can't bear it today. Amen. 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 <laughs> Hallelujah. So the second thing we learn as we study the kings is that they were successful in every battle. Amen. When they obeyed the Lord. Amen. They were successful in every battle when they obeyed the Lord. From David to Solomon, from Jehoshaphat to Josiah, amen, to Hezekiah and all of the others, amen. When they obeyed the Lord, they were successful in every battle and God made them to prosper, amen. But when they turned away from the Lord and did evil in the sight of God, God punished them either directly or by indirectly by allowing their enemy to come in and conquer them. Hallelujah. When they disobeyed the Lord, you got to understand that. So when we're walking in disobedience, we are affecting the anointing that's upon our lives. Are you hearing the Lord today? Amen. Even David, God's beloved, got beside himself on one occasion. Amen. Lifted himself up in pride and, and took a census of the people, indicating that he had more faith in numbers than he had in God. Amen. And God sent the prophet Gad to him. Amen. And let him know that he had done wrong and done evil in the sight of God. God says, I'm going to punish you, but I'm giving you three options. Either seven years of famine in the land, a flee while your enemy pursues you for three months. Hallelujah. Or three days of plague. Amen. Because of your sin. David said, I'm in great distress. Please let me fall into the hands of the Lord, for his mercies are great. Hallelujah. Don't let me fall into the hands of man. So the Lord sent a plague in the nation throughout the land, and 70,000 men died. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the deaf angel has stretched out his hand to destroy Jerusalem. But the Bible says, God said, no, that's enough. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And God stopped the angel and restrained his hand. I can give you example after example of kings that were successful as long as they obeyed God. But whenever they chose to do evil, they opened the way for the enemy to come in. Hallelujah. And defeat them. Glory to God. Hallelujah. My children in the Lord today, God expects obedience out of our lives. The Bible still says to obey is better than the sacrifice and to listen to the Lord and obey the Lord better than the sweet offerings you can give to him. Hallelujah. God is looking for 
our obedience. He has anointed you to fight. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But your disobedience will open up the door to the enemy to come in and win the fight. So we've got to learn to shut the door of disobedience. Put to death the works of the flesh and obey God. Bring every thought into obedience to Jesus Christ and obey God. Make a covenant, make a covenant with your eyes, brothers, that you won't, us sisters, that you won't look on another person lustfully and obey God. Bring your body under subjection and obey God. Submit your will to the will of God and obey God because he's anointed you for the fight. But disobedience, hallelujah, will, will cause the full manifestation of the anointing in your life not to come. You've got to learn to obey God. We've got to teach our children to obey God. Hallelujah. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Listening to God and obeying God is better than all of the good things you can bring to the Lord. You can bring your tithes, but you've got to obey God. You can sing beautifully, but you've got to obey God. You can preach wonderfully, but you've got to obey God. God is looking for obedience. Hallelujah. The kings who obeyed the Lord, when they obeyed him, they won every battle because God was with them. Hallelujah. Amen. You've got to know who you are. Know that you've been chosen and obey the one who chose you. Glory to God. Because he's anointed you to fight. And when you fight under the anointing of God, you will win. Glory to God. I said when you fight under the anointing of the Lord, you will win. Hallelujah. Don't give up. You've got to fight. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Don't give in. You've got to fight, for you've been anointed to fight. Hallelujah. Don't give out. You've got to fight, because you've been anointed to fight. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't give up, because you've been anointed to fight. If you fight, you will win. Hallelujah. Under God's anointing. If you fight under his anointing, you will win. Thank you, Jesus. I told you last Sunday that old song that says, King Jesus is my captain. He fights for me. I've never lost, a, he never lost a battle and I know he never will. Let me take it a step further. He never lost a battle. I will never lose a battle because his anointing is on my life. But I've got to rise to the occasion. And I've got to fight. Glory to God. I've got to fight in prayer. Hallelujah. I've got to fight in the word of God. I've got to fight with fasting. I've got to fight with resisting the devil. I've got to fight by pleading the blood of Jesus. But I've got to fight. I can't sit down and wait on God to move. He's anointed me to fight in this battle. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. I can't wait. Feeling like I'm scared. I've got to fight in this battle. He didn't give me the spirit of fear. He gave me the spirit of power, the spirit of love, and the spirit of a sound mind. My sound mind lets me know I am a king. I've been chosen and I've been anointed to fight in this battle. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yes. Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against my church. I am the church. Hallelujah. I've been anointed. I'm not waiting on the devil to come up against me. But when I go against the gates of hell, they shall not prevail because I've been anointed by the power of the Most High God. Don't you know you've been anointed? Yes, you have. You've been anointed to fight in this battle. And when you fight under the anointing, you will win. You've been anointed to fight. You've been anointed to fight. Come on, saints. You got to understand this. We got to understand this. The devil is coming at you. You have no reason to fear him. The anointing of the Lord is on your life. You've been anointed to fight. Whatever form the devil tries to come, you got to know that you've been anointed to fight. Don't allow yourself to get to the place where you say, I don't feel like fighting anymore. Fight. Your life depends on it. Your spiritual life, your children's lives depend on it. You see, sometimes in this warfare, we don't realize that the decisions that we make affect our children and our grandchildren. We don't pay attention to that. We think it's just about us. But the devil is never just coming at you. No. You 30, 40, 50 years old. The devil knows. That, yeah, you, you might go back and hear another word that stirs you up. It stirs your faith. But if he can get that young grandchild that loves you so much, that looks up at you, that respects you. If you can get that child who loves you, you know, that's why I tell my son sometimes when he starts talking about the church, you know, and people have done things and said things and talked to him about stuff. And I say to him, son, you got to understand, you've not been through what some pastor's children go through. I said, and I told him a long time ago, I said, don't let the devil put stuff in your mind. Because the devil just wants to pull you away. And I said to him another day, I said, if anybody should be upset about what church people do, it ought to be me. But you don't hear me complaining. You don't hear me talking about people. No. But I know the devil is coming at my child. 
So sometimes we refuse to fight the good fight of faith and we damage our children. We damage our grandchildren because they're looking at us. They're watching us. And they respect us. We got to fight. There are too many things that go on in believers' lives that just don't fight. They don't even fight for their children. Let me, let me tell you something. When the devil is coming at your children, you need to pray more than now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep it fast and before I wake. I pray the Lord my soul to say, you got to know how to pray. You got to know how to go in. You got to know how to intercede. You got to know how to pray strategically for your children, for your household, for your family, for the body of Christ. You got to know this thing is serious. This thing is so serious. Sometimes I know people think I'm old-fashioned. You know, oh, Bishop, you don't know how to have fun. Ain't nothing up in the nightclub for me. I don't need that distraction in my mind. I don't need that distraction. I need my mind focused in as much as it can be focused in on the Spirit of Christ. So there are some songs I don't need to listen to. Because there are times I got to fight for you when you don't know I'm fighting for you. Now vice versa. You should be fighting for me. You should be fighting for me and my house when we don't know that you're fighting for us. Because we're in a fight. God has anointed us to fight. This thing.